Welcome to the Change What We Normalize podcast, where we focus on breaking disempowering stigmas by having powerful conversations to help you elevate your mental strength and build resiliency. Welcome back to the Change What We Normalize podcast. Glad to have y'all back, man, tapping in with me. If you are a new listener, a new supporter, just want to let you know that I appreciate you tapping in with us. Um, and I hope that this episode, or all of the episodes for that matter, adds some value to you. And today, I'm going to take a little different route than I normally would, right? So I grew up playing basketball since I would say the age of two years old. That's actually when I had my first picture of me with with a Fisher Fisher Price basketball court. I don't know if any of you know about a Fisher Price basketball court. That could be me showing my age. Uh, But I have a picture of me uh, dunking (laughs) at like two years old on the Fisher Price basketball court that my parents had bought me for Christmas. And um, I don't remember a lot from those years, you know, but there are a few things that I do remember growing up as a kid. Uh, watching basketball. I do remember watching the Chicago Bulls. I actually do remember that. Um, I do remember Michael Jordan watching him um, as a kid at like five, six years old. I remember these things. And um, that's kind of what I want to talk about a little bit today, right? Because if you're not living under a rock right now, then you've watched The Last Dance, (laughs) which is a 10-part series on Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls um, during their iconic run uh, for the final championship. And it's been incredible, man. It's it's been really dope. There were some things that I didn't even know, you know, me being someone who's played basketball all my life, who studied the game, who who knows all about it. There were some things in this, this documentary that I had no idea about. And it was interesting to me. And then it's also dope because my fiance, it's like going to school for her. She's sitting down. It's like... <laughs> It's like getting a degree in the Chicago Bulls. And it's awesome just to see how engaging uh, she is when we're watching this. We, we make a whole thing out of it. Like we, we set it up as like our date night now. So we, we have, um, you know, our snacks. We got our dinner. We might have wine and we, we make this a whole thing. And it's, it's pretty dope, man. And if you're watching it, they're showing two episodes a week, um, both an hour long. And it's going really in depth on a lot of different things. Like they gave these cameramen. Um, all access during the whole season to really tap in with them on a lot. And last week's episodes were mainly about Dennis Rodman, but also about the bad boys, Detroit Piston bad boys. Right. And I want to tap into that because there was this thing called the Jordan rules. Like it's crazy, right? This is how good or great Michael Jordan was that they had to make rules to stop him. Like, you know you're great when somebody has to make rules to stop you, right? And I'm going to explain the Jordan rules for those of you who may not, you know, know sports. You may have not watched it. I'm not going to assume, right? So in the late 1980s, early 1990s, the Jordan rules were implemented, right? The Jordan rules were implemented in the NBA by the Detroit Pistons bad boys as a way to shut down Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls. So they implemented these rules, right? Now, these rules were were in, were an instrumental aspect 
of the rivalry between the bad boys and Jordan. Like they had like a right, like a hate, like, like they might still be beefing today. Like that's how deep this rivalry goes. Like, I don't even know if they even care for each other today. Like years and years later that they're still beefing. Like that's how, <laughs> that's how deep rooted this rivalry is. Right. And the Jordan rule specifically, it was a style of defense that limited players and mainly Jordan from entering the paint to score. So like if you was coming in for a layup or trying to dunk, dudes was hammering you like trying to take you out they wasn't caring about if you were being injured they didn't care if you started bleeding like they were very intentional like if you come in here you're gonna feel this you might catch an elbow i might grab you around the neck i might undercut you whatever it is you're gonna feel this and if you get two points through this then you're a whole different breed of person you, you just straight up superman out here but you come in here you you catching this work and that's what the Jordan rules were. And back in the day, you know, for all of you that don't, you know, you haven't really watched older games. You haven't watched Hardware Classic. Back in the day, you can get hammered. Like, dudes was fighting for real. Like, it was legit like football on a basketball court. Today, you get touched, they blowing the whistle. People can't even swipe past your shorts. And they, they you know, you just flopping and they blowing the whistle. But back then, that wasn't the case, right? That was not the case. And these these rules were implemented to stop Michael Jordan because that's how great he was. He was literally unstoppable on the court. He was just having his way with defenders. And they was like, nah, not in here. He's not about to violate us when we come play. So they created this thing called the Jordan rules. Now, this act was usually carried out, which is interesting, by his future teammate, Dennis Rodman. <laughs> oh, man. It's so And that's how I know Michael was so focused on winning because... Even after all of that, he still wanted Rodman on his team. You know what I'm saying? Even after all of that, he just seen the potential and how good he was um, or how great he was. He didn't even care for the fact that he was trying to injure him, you know, not even too long ago. All Jordan cared about was winning. So the two people, the main people that were, that were doing this, that were just hammering Jordan were Dennis Rodman and, and Bill Lambeer. I mean, when I say they was hammering dudes, like they, they was wilding. <laughs> Like, I would have had to fight a few dudes. I, I don't know if we can be friends. It, it was going deep, y'all. But those were the two main guys that were carrying out, and they considered them the bad boys, along with Isaiah Thomas um, and a few others. And they gave them that name, the bad boys, just because of how they were implementing these strategies. They were the bad boys. It fit. It fit the brand of what they were doing. But despite the frustration that Jordan faced when he was playing against the bad boys, when he was playing against the Pistons, he never backed down. Like ever. He may have complained, but he never backed down. Instead, he embraced the challenge. And guess what he did? He packed on 20 pounds of muscle with the guidance of his trainer, uh, Tim Grover. Went out and got him a trainer, elite trainer at that. Gave him a chance, put on 20 pounds. And then Jordan came back just, just snapping on dudes. He didn't run from the bad boys he didn't run from the the situation he didn't run from the adversity from the pain he went and got stronger right and i'm gonna bring this full circle he went and got stronger and he will ultimately come back much stronger and beat the pistons and win a championship now imagine if he just gave up on it like man these dudes are gonna keep hammering hammering me they're very intentional they're trying to hurt me like man i can't do this he said nah i'll be back i'll be back i'm gonna get stronger and if that don't work, I'm going to get even more stronger. 
I'm going to get better. I'm going to do something to give me that edge, to give me that advantage, to come back and be successful and beat y'all. That's what he did, right? That's what he did. And I want to relate to the Jordan rules to your life. It's like, what are you doing when adversity comes your way? What are you doing when a sickness, a virus comes your way? What are you doing when the, the business fails and crumbles? What are you doing when your, your, your spouse leaves you? What are the things you're doing when things get extremely difficult for you? Are you quitting? Or are you going to get stronger so you can ultimately win? And not only win, but win the championship. Like, what are you doing during this time? This is such a crucial time we're in right now, right? Where things are still so uncertain. I've been saying it every episode. Things are just uncertain. We're still in the midst of COVID-19. What are you doing during this time? Apply the Jordan rules to your life. Because here's the reality. They applied the Jordan rules on Jordan, on his team. He had a decision to make. He couldn't skip the decision. You cannot skip the decision. You always have a decision to make. Whether you want to make the decision or not, doesn't matter. Because ultimately, by you not trying to be stronger, you're making the decision to be weaker. You're making the decision to retreat. You're making the decision to be mediocre. You're making the decision to stay complacent. Either way, you're making a decision. So why not choose to be stronger? Why not choose to adopt new habits to become better? Either way, you're making a choice. Choose one that is in your best interest, right? And here's the other reality. You don't know that you'll win. You have no idea if you'll win. Jordan didn't know that. He didn't know for a fact that he would win a championship. He didn't even know for a fact that he would be able to survive another game against the bad boys and win. But if you don't try, guess what? You're guaranteed to lose. If you don't try, if Jordan didn't try, he was guaranteed to see them again and lose and get hammered. If he didn't try. But he did. But guess what? He went back, went with his trainer, got better, got stronger, worked on his game more, came back and won. It was no guarantees. The only guarantee was him quitting and then losing. That was the guarantee on the other end. The other side didn't have any guarantees. And that's okay. Especially when you know that the other side is guaranteed a loss, is guaranteed failure if you go ahead and quit or if you stay complacent. Why not strive for the other end? Right? So I want you to look at your life. Do an inventory on your life. What do the bad boys look like in your life? What are the things that are hammering you right now? Is it finances? Is it your mental health? Is it a relationship? Is it school? What is it? Is it your, your, your fitness and your bad habits? What's that thing that's hammering you right now? What's that thing that's preventing you from winning? What's that thing from preventing you from going to the next level, from going to the championship? What's that thing that's frustrating you to a point where you're breaking down? What is that? Figure out what the bad boys look like in your life. See, I don't be watching this stuff just for entertainment. Y'all tripping. I, I don't I don't watch these things for just entertainment. Yeah, it's dope, it's cool, it's all that, but I'm looking for the lessons. Where's the lessons in this? You don't win that many championships and there's no lessons in that. I'm I'm good off the entertainment part. I need to grab the lessons. What can I apply from that? 
these are the things that I'm learning. I'm sitting down watching this. It's not just entertainment for me. It made me realize that I have a few things that are considered bad boys in my life. And I need to go back and get stronger. So I can come back and win. Because if I don't, I know what the other end is going to produce. It's going to produce failure. It's going to produce loss. It's going to produce uh, me being mediocre. But if I go back and get stronger, if I go see my trainer, if I get back in the lab, I can come back stronger and try to win. And if that don't work, I can go back and get even better. Try again. Until I win, until I succeed. Until I get to the championship and until I win. Right? And it's important that you have someone in your corner. It's important that you have a trainer or a coach for a lot of different things. I mean, you, it, literally, there's a coach for everything. You have um, mental health coaches. You have financial coaches. Coaches. You you have mindset coaches, uh, resiliency coaches, life coaches. Whatever it is, there's someone out there that can help you. We all need some help. We all need a trainer, a coach. We all need someone to to push us to that next level. This is not a, a battle that you're going to win on your own. Jordan could have went in the gym by himself and started lifting weights. But he needed someone to really understand the anatomy of the body. To understand what he can do to become stronger, quicker, faster. You know what I'm saying? Something that he can... Someone that that specializes in that field. You have to get with someone who specializes in what they do. In the area that you're struggling in. And you have to invest in that. You have to invest. And you have to see it as such. Find someone who's excellent in that area. Find someone who's an expert in that area in which you're struggling. No matter what it is. It can be relationships. Whatever it is. There's even relationship coaches. Like literally everything. Find someone who's, that's what they do. They've mastered that area. And invest. Because if not, you're going to lose so much more than you would have invested. So invest. Find that trainer. Find that coach. Invest in them. Get stronger. Don't let the Jordan rule stop you. And the reality is, if you have these, these these Jordan rules in your life, whatever the situations are, that means that you're you're going in the right direction. You know, th- these rules wouldn't have been implemented if Jordan wasn't going in the right direction to be great. This was just a roadblock for him, and he had to find his way around that roadblock. And it's the same for you. So don't trip that these Jordan rules are being applied to your life. Realize that that means you're going in the right direction, but you're going to have to become stronger to make it through that error and get to that championship. So with that being said, I'm going to tap into today's Building Muscle quote. And for all of my new listeners, my new supporters, the Building Muscle quote is a quote that aligns with the episode. Um, It's a quote based around resiliency. Um, It's a quote based around growth, mental strength. And today's quote, today's quote, and I'm going to post this a little later. I want you to write this down. If your path is more difficult, it's because your calling is higher. Let me say that again. If your path is more difficult, it's because your calling is higher. Jordan had an extremely hard path to go through with the bad boys. But he was called to be the greatest. (laughs) Greatest ever. He had to go through that. How can you be the greatest if you don't go through the adversity? Don't trip off the difficulty of what you're going through and what you're facing. Just realize that means that you're in the right direction and that your calling is high. 
So take that with some pride. Be happy about that. And go back and get stronger, man. So I appreciate y'all tapping in with me. And in regards to coaching, I shared this on the last episode, but I'm going to share it again. If you're looking for a coach that will empower you and help you to increase your mental strength and resiliency, I'm your guy. Tap out. I mean, tap in with me. Reach out to me. I want you to join the Building Muscle Life is Your Trainer community on Facebook. You can just type that in. We'll get you set up. I'll have my team set you up, reach out to you, send you some details on what's going on in there. Um, It's a group where content is shared. Conversations are conducted to strengthen your mindset while building with a community of change agents. So, again, go over to Facebook. Um, You can shoot me an email um, at info at neverquitne.com. Or you can just go over to Facebook, type in Building Muscle Life is Your Trainer. The group should pop up when you go in. uh, One of my team members will tap in with you. We'll send you over some details, man. So for real, you we need coaches. I have a coach for areas in my life where I need to become better. I have business coaches. I have different coaches for relationships. I have coaches in areas where I need to become better and I want to become stronger because I want to win the championship in all areas of my life. In all areas. So realize that you too need a trainer and or a coach. And as always, if you enjoyed this episode, I want you to subscribe, share, and leave a review. Y'all, don't leave me hanging. I need some reviews. Please send those reviews out. Let me know how you're feeling about the podcast, man. Send out some love. I would greatly appreciate it. Um, That's how we become more visible as well, Um, which ultimately means that we can empower more people and continue our mission to change what we normalize. That's the mission. So I thank you in advance. And I'm committed to adding value to your life by elevating this platform to better serve you. I'm always going to try to add more value, always bring more tools that are applicable to you guys, because I want to see you grow and I want to hear your stories and your testimonies. And until next time, be blessed and be resilient. Talk with y'all soon.